What up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? He's Blank. I'm Branham. It's Joe George, the assistant to the regional manager behind the glass. And it is a going-home edition of the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. A Friday edition. Bees are back together. Uh, you and Barry sounded good. Listening for only listened for a segment because I didn't have to go very far, but sounded good for that segment. Great night yesterday at the uh, well, I Hall guess of so, Honor. Huh? Yeah, Jim Nance, the MC, did an unbelievable job. I mean, they 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 rolled out the red carpet, went to the nines. You know, Michael Bun? Bourne inducted. Bun? Case Keenum in, in, inducted. Who? Bun B. Bun B was there yeah. with uh, Paul Wall. They had a surprise little one song concert thing. It was great. It was a great time. Uh, that's why I was out yesterday doing the. I, I was the who yesterday because I had to right. get over there. It was great. Great time uh, to be had by all. But happy to be back with all of you. Happy to be back with the Hive. Happy to be back with Blankers. Happy to be back with Joe George as well. Uh, as we know, Are you yeah, I like Joe. All right, I like Joe. Always wearing a rocket shirt and an Astros hat. How do we feel about that? Is that kosher? 713-780-3776? Split decision, right? Because it's still Houston, but do they really go? I think I think I know your answer. I don't like doing it. I don't think I'm a huge fan of it either. Um, I did go like Astro shirt, Houston Cougar hat the other day. I felt a little weird doing that, but honestly, I forgot my hat. It's a Brendan Riley move, <laughs> and you know those guys are basically clones and one of the same. So I think that that's why Joe did it. Two peas. In a pod. Uh, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. This is going to be the first of many. Like, quite frankly, this is going to be, I mean, we think, this is going to be the first of many matchups between C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Two rookie quarterbacks, two quarterbacks that the franchises that, respectively, that drafted them are going to put the keys of the organization into their hands. C.J. Stroud should be the Houston Texans quarterback for a decade. Anthony Richardson should be the Indianapolis Colts quarterback for a decade. They're going to be playing twice a year, minimum, for the next decade, injury, all that stuff. So we're we're going to see round one of what is going to be a rivalry between these two guys. C.J. Stroud, drafted by the Texans. Colts, drafted Anthony Richardson, both top five picks. This is going to be a rivalry going forward in both of their careers. Who would you rather have? C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. We've only seen one game, so there's not a whole lot to work off of here. Preseason, but who cares about preseason, right? Two ways to look at it. Who would you rather have right now that can win you football games? Who would you rather have over the next decade? I think it's one answer for me. And it's the guy that's going to wear red, red, white, and blue on Sunday. I want C.J. Stroud. And I want C.J. Stroud because the one thing that I know that you and I have talked about may be the most difficult skill to polish and improve on is touch with the football, putting the ball where it needs to go. I don't have a whole lot of belief that Anthony Richardson now Anthony Richardson in two years when I said that he was two years away from being the guy that might be a year or two away from being a starting quarterback in the NFL that can do some things, aside from running the football, I feel C.J. Stroud has a skill that Anthony Richardson may never develop, and I think that could be a big problem. Now, he's got the right guy running you know, his offense in Steichen that can do some things and draw up an offense that capitalizes on his strengths and his skill set. But I believe overall, if the question is for both now and later, which guy would you rather have? I'd rather have the guy that can put the ball where it needs to be put. He can throw the ball into small, tight windows, into you know, thread the ball and thread the needle over the middle. I think the other things that he needs to work on, he can develop, whereas I don't think Richardson's going to develop maybe the most important skill as a quarterback in the NFL. I'm not sure that I ever had Anthony Richardson ahead of C.J. Stroud, period. Uh, Anthony Richardson usually was the, the lowest quarterback prospect of 
you know, the four that were expected to go in the first round. I think that he landed in the perfect spot. Like, if, if he didn't land with Steichen, like, if you put Anthony Richardson, I think, in Slowick system or the Texan system, I don't think he would be very good. I think that he would be somebody that you're trying to hand the ball off to Damian Pierce a lot, naked boots, bootlegs, want him to run a lot, which is what Steichen's going to do. But Steichen does some, like, true RPO stuff, like pass elements from the RPO stuff. Uh, we saw it with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia and turned Jalen Hurts into, quite frankly, one of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL. So I do think that Anthony Richardson's going to have a good career because of the landing spot that he has. Uh, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he's going to be dangerous, too. I think he's going to have games where he single-handedly wins them for you. Like, he's going to have games where he throws for 250 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and he runs for 100 more with a couple of touchdowns. But in terms of, like, consistent play, which is huge for me, I mean, I said it the other day with Josh Allen, I don't think Josh Allen's capable of winning a Super Bowl because he's not a consistent quarterback. Everybody knows my feelings, too, about how important it is to win in the NFL from my point of view, winning it from the pocket. And C.J. Stroud possesses a pocket game that I think is going to be real. I think it's good now, and I think it's going to develop into borderline greatness, honestly, because he's got incredible accuracy, which I think is one of the most important attributes a quarterback can have. He can already read a defense. Like, we saw that in his first game. Like, he was picking out zone coverage, picking out where to go with the ball, man to man. Like, he was was incredibly impressive from a, okay, he knows what to do pre-snap. He knows where the ball needs to go. Now, there was times he was a little happy foot, got away from like where the ball needs to go on time, but it's game one. So I think that C.J. Stroud's already pretty good to good in the pocket. I think he has a, tra- a chance to be great from the pocket. I don't think Anthony Richardson ever has the chance to be great from the pocket. I think he has a chance to be pretty good from the pocket. So right now, give me C.J. Stroud. Next 10 years, give me C.J. Stroud. Yeah, a- absolutely. I feel the same way. And I feel like the things that we've seen already from C.J. Stroud lead you to believe that you don't know how high his ceiling is. You don't know how far he can go, but you do know enough to know that he can do the things that you need an NFL quarterback to do. And I think to your point in terms of if you put a Richardson in a Bobby Slowick or any kind of a Shanahan type system, I think he would struggle simply because as easy as it is to say Brock Purdy and other guys, they can excel if they just get the ball out of their hands quickly. You still have to get the ball out of your hands quickly and throw it where it needs to be placed on a receiver, on a slant, on a quick out, on the balls that need to be thrown right on a receiver, maybe sometimes before they even break out of their route. And I don't have confidence right now that Anthony Richardson has that skill. Could he develop it? Sure. Can he work on timing? Yes. But even if he works on timing, it's where the football is placed. And we've seen this more times than not. You put it on the wrong side of a receiver's shoulder, the defensive back has a better chance of catching it than the receiver. You underthrow, you overthrow, you can get burned. And I think that that's why that skill is so hyper-important, especially in this league, when you're not going to get those 10 yards of separation very quickly at Florida, uh, you know, as a, and even at Ohio State with Stroud. That's why I think it's such a, a, a wide gap for me right now. I know C.J. can't run as well, but I don't need him to run as well as long as he can execute the pass game. Yeah, I think he runs enough, though. Like, I think that Stroud's not as good a runner as Anthony Richardson. Like, there's no argument there. He's not as elusive as Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, I think, is going to be one of the best runners in the NFL, period. Like, quite frankly. Like, I think he's that good of an athlete with his speed, with his athleticism, with his size. He's one of 
the hardest players in the NFL already today to bring down if you get them out in some open spaces. But I don't need that for my quarterback. I, I need the ability to throw the football. I need a bare minimum of athleticism from a QB, and I don't even know if that's a very high bar. Like, Tom Brady was not very athletic. He's got the greatest football resume of all time. Won a Super Bowl two years ago, too. So it's not like it's antiquated to be a quarterback who's slow and can't move and that can still win a Super Bowl. But you need a guy that can step up in the pocket. See, make, Brady make, has underrated footwork. He does. He and, underrated and, footwork. And he works on it all the time, trying to polish it and actually make it better. But the athleticism translates to you need to know when to step up, you need to know when you step up, which direction to go, and if you can just quickly get a step or two. It doesn't have to be five yards or ten yards, but it can be the difference between getting a clear square-your-shoulders throw-off or trying to throw off balance off your back foot where you can get hurt, too. Mm-hmm. 1509 says X, in, in X97.5 ESPNer. I don't know who that was. Uh, mentioned Richardson's size and athletic abilities could overlap his throwing skills, yet he's so young that he can develop. I'm not really sure what that means. Do you know that's what your, that means? That's your quarterback? Um, he's talking about Richardson. No, who, who made the comment? I don't know. I have no, one. I don't know who he's referring to that made the comment. Secondly, I don't know exactly what the take is here. Like his athletic abilities could overlap his throwing skills. Yet he's so young that he can develop. Is that saying that he's a run first quarterback that can't throw? I think that's what that's I saying. I think it's kind of. I think that in a roundabout way, you're basically saying if the if kind of like separate than Lamar, but if you focus so so much on his number one skill of athleticism and running, uh-huh. you may he may be able to mask. Or avoid having to do what he can't do well. I was kind of impressed with Lamar throwing the ball last week. I, I thought I, I thought he was pretty good. Actually. I've always believed that he has gotten better as a as a thrower of the football than a lot of people give him credit for. I still think that it could get better, but I think that he does more than enough with his arm to win football games. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of like, if I think that's what the take is, yes, his running ability is two times better than his throwing ability. I think if Anthony Richardson's ever a 65% completion percentage guy, that is a major win. Like, that is a massive victory for Anthony Richardson and the Colts. And, like, you can kind of game that, though, right? Like, you throw a lot of short passes, screens, things like that. But you know what, Jeremy? Here's the thing I'd be concerned with. you got to make a career of this. And I think at a certain point, if you start getting hit while using your legs and and, and having a focal point of your offense be your quarterback's legs – you're going to see a little bit of what happened to Jalen Hurts so far this year that looks like a guy that suddenly is getting down way too quick and is a guy that's kind of bailing earlier than he's ever done before. And probably it's because he got dinged up last year, and at the most important times of the year, he was not able to play a couple of games because he took too many hits, trying to do too many things with his leg. Where I like Hurts, though, and where I think he separates with Anthony Richardson is that Hurts has always been accurate with the football, and he doesn't make many mistakes. Like, I think that's hurt strength. Like, obviously, he's athleticism. He's got a good enough arm. He's very, very accurate with the football, but he doesn't turn it over. And I, I sometimes we underrate that. We underrate not making the mistake, and we overrate the sensational play. I think, like, Josh Allen versus Jalen Hurts is a good conversation. Even Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Like, how many, go look at Tom Brady's highlight reel. Like, his highlight reel is not going to blow you away, but why is Tom Brady great? The the He just didn't make mistakes. And, like, I think that's where the difference is C.J. Stroud's career versus Anthony Richardson's career. I think that Anthony Richardson's going to have a better career highlight reel. Like, you're going to go in 20 years and look at Anthony Richardson's highlight reel, three and a half minutes on YouTube, and he's going to blow you away with some things that he's going to do in his career. You go look at C.J. Stroud's three and a half minute highlight reel at the end of his career, it's going to be like nice 10-yard slants. It's going to be good balls, like over the right shoulder of his receiver running down the right sideline. It's not going to blow you away, but it's going to be, ooh, that's a good ball. Ooh, that's a good ball. But where Stroud's going to, like, What's going to determine Stroud being a 
good, maybe even great quarterback is if he avoids negative plays, doesn't turn it over, doesn't throw interceptions, doesn't take sacks, gets rid of the football. And ultimately, I think C.J. Stroud is going to do all of those things. He could end up being the consummate futuristic NFL quarterback if the Shanahan-type offenses take flight across the NFL like a lot of the guys under the Shanahan tree have done. And that is do exactly what you said. Don't be the reason why your team loses and put the ball in the hands of the guys can actually win a game for you. Don't have to be Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to have the skill sets that are more once in a lifetime of a guy like Mahomes or generational talent. You just have to do what you're supposed to do, put it where it's supposed to be placed, and then get out of the way and let those guys do the, the rest and take it to take it to the house. That's what these guys are doing. That's what Jordan Love is expected to do now that Rodgers is out of a Shanahan system. That's what you you want, and Slowick is going to try and get from C.J. Stroud once he has an offensive line, and maybe you can improve, obviously improve the weapons. But when you look, even Salah, when Rodgers wasn't there, that was the idea with Lafleur's little brother, to try and do those kind of things so that Zach Wilson didn't try to do too much. Yeah. didn't work out. Maybe it will this time. See, Zach Wilson, I don't think he's capable of doing that. Like... Just watching the Manning cast a little bit, and I don't watch the Manning cast, but watching the like the YouTube clips of the Manning cast, watching Zach Wilson, they're like, look, that Zach Wilson, there, 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 throw it there, throw it there, throw it there. And all he's doing is backing up, backing up, backing up. Like, you can't be doing that unless you're Pat Mahomes. Uh, 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. We're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. New day on Twitch as well. Uh, he's at Pac Mangel on Twitter. He's at Joe George Radio. I'm at Jeremy Branham. Lots to get to. We're going to give away some tickets a little bit later on in the show. Todd Callis will be joining us at 4.30 live from Kansas City. We'll talk to the voice of the Astros. Keeping to the theme of Sunday's game between the Texans and the Colts. We just talked about Shroud. We just talked about Richardson. Okay, which organization is on the better path, the Texans or the Colts? Which owner do you have more faith in? Cool Cat Cal McNair, Jim Irsay, 713-780-3776, Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, and ESPN 92.5. Hey, guys, right now I'll tell you a good word about Apollo Men's Health. Was there bright and early this morning. There's a lot of smiling faces in the building. There's a lot of people that are getting the help that they need and getting more energy on a daily basis. They help both men and women. Both men and women are in their lobby across their three locations and are absolutely benefiting from the fact that from B12 shots to the different ways they can do hormone therapy, they're getting more energy and therefore having more consistent energy throughout the day to get more tasks accomplished, cross off more things on your to-do list, and feel better about your overall day. The fact is they can help you a variety of ways. Go to ApolloMH.com right now. See all the services they offer and see how many different services could actually help you. Then set up your first appointment right there and find out that most major insurance is accepted. There's discounts for military personnel and first responders. And it covers a wide variety of different things they can do. You want to lose weight and get to the gym? You can start with a full body composition analysis and then chart your important numbers to make sure your body fat's going down, your muscle mass is going up, and all those other numbers are lining up where they need to go. Recover quicker, HGH peptide therapy. Lose weight and can't get to the gym? New FDA-approved semi-glutide can actually have you losing up to six pounds in a week and you don't have to work out at all. It's absolutely fascinating, and they can tell you how it works. Mention my name, Joel Blank, free B12 shot or a body composition analysis on your first official visit. But go see them today because they're going to get your results. Go see my friends at Apollo Men's Health. No Astro lineup yet. They're uh, they're crunching the numbers on how they can attack Zach Grinke. <laughs> One in fifteen record for Zach Grinke this year. Yeah, he's, it's been abysmal. Yeah, he's. I mean, his ERA doesn't shouldn't have a one fifteen one in fifteen record. Like it's not a good ERA. It's five forty seven. But a five forty seven ERA on a team that can't hit equals a one fifteen record. I feel bad for Zach Grinke. I don't. He's made a boatload of money. He's had a great career. 
I felt bad for him in the World Series. I don't feel bad for him now. Yeah, I get it. I still feel bad for him, though. Poor okay. guy going out with a 1-15 in record. He's I'm going to feel really bad, period, if he beats the Astros and they put out John Singleton and Jake Myers and guys like that. Same. Zach Greinke can cement himself into Astros lore today. Just roll over. Roll over. Throw some BP. Cement yourself. And Astros Run more. loud and throw BP <laughs> fastballs belt high. That's it. 713-780-ESPN. HRMP listener line 713-780-3776. Both of these organizations that we'll be seeing play football on Sunday at NRG Stadium, which what kind of crowd are you expecting at NRG for the home opener? I think it's going to be better than it's been. I, I expect them to be more than half full for sure. I think it's going to be <laughs> three quarters to a possible sellout. Some subtle shade. Like I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be full. I think it, I think, I think it'll there's be a good chance of it. I think it'll be full. Like the D'Amico effect, everybody's excited. You know, early in the year, the young players. I, I don't think that uh, that apathy's there yet for the 2023 Houston Texans. Hopefully, it never comes. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty full. Both of these organizations are on kind of similar paths. I think. Like the Colts were in a play in the playoffs. They have Jonathan Taylor, Quentin Johnson, Shaq Leonard, and then they kind of took a, a you know nosedive with where they're at. And now they're trying to rebound. They're trying to be a rebuilding team. They're trying to be on the up. Houston Texans are very much that. They've won eleven games in the last three years. They're trying. They're a rebuilding team that hopefully has the arrow pointing up. The trajectory is pointing up. Which of these two organizations? The Texans or the Colts, do you feel like is on a better playoff path? Well, I, I think it's the Texans. And I think it because of the fact that I think that Chris Ballard, as a general manager, swung and missed a couple times at veteran quarterbacks, and he, and he wasted a couple of years in which you were trying to get to the heyday years of Quentin Nelson and Leonard and some of the guys that you had drafted well that you had loaded up on. And I think that when we talked about a couple of years ago, this team was really good, the Colts, that is, in the trenches on both sides of the football and that all they needed was a quarterback. But because of the the missteps with the quarterbacks they brought in, some of the picks they gave up to get them, and the things that they tried to do that didn't work out, I feel like when you look at it, the, the Texans are in a better position. They keep loading up on young talent. The defense that they got right now and, and how laden they are with rookies that have huge upsides that are extremely talented and second-year guys, it looks like a defense that's going to continue to get better that's on a really good path. Offensively, you now have a guy that you can build around in a, with your quarterback. You've got a really young running back you drafted cheaply in the fourth round. You, you put together uh, and put a lot behind your offensive line. You get a couple receivers on this squad and let them all just start to gel together. I feel like they're on a quicker path to get to the playoffs. See, this is really tight to me because I, I feel like the Colts have a better roster. Quite, right now, quite I believe frankly. you're right. And I still feel like it's a young enough roster. Like Michael Pittman, I think, is one of the best up-and-coming receivers in the NFL. He's not a Tier 1 receiver. He's not a Tier 2 receiver. But he's a receiver that I think is a top 20 receiver now and is going to continue to get better. Now, who his quarterback is might impact his numbers a bit. Uh, Quentin Nelson's still there. Now, he might not play on Sunday, but Quentin Nelson's still there, one of the best left guards. And a huge argument. How much does a guard actually mean? Uh, Houston Texans would like a left guard that they could count on, huh? Uh, the defense, I think, is a little bit better, too. Like It's just a little further along. A little further along than what the Texans are from a talent point of view. Now, I love to D'Amico Ryans, and I think D'Amico Ryans is going to overcome some talent deficiencies that the Houston Texans might have, especially uh, with their with their depth. I thought long and hard about this. 
I think it might come down to the whole Jonathan Taylor effect, honestly. Like, if they could somehow get a first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor before he leaves your organization for free, that might be the swing there for me. But I also like Stroud a lot more than I like Richardson. So because I like Stroud more than I like Richardson, I give the edge to the Houston Texans. The other Texans. thing I think we got to factor in here, Jeremy, is the fact that there's a lot of money tied up in a lot of those guys. Yeah. You know, with Nelson, with point. Leonard, with guys like that. So now you're, you're, you're actually starting long contracts for big dollars with a lot of those guys that can still play but have played with you for years when you didn't maximize on maybe getting them before they signed that big deal. Mm -hmm. And the Texans aren't sitting on any of those. So I think that the fact that now is, you know, when you start the real window, I think the biggest advantage or disadvantage to me is I think C.J. Stroud is a year and a half of uh, in front of Richardson in terms of the skills that he has and what he needs to develop. And so that's why I, w- I would start there with the Texans. I would, I would agree with that. And the, the, salaries, the salary point's a really good one because, like, the Colts are already getting to a point where they're starting to have to make difficult decisions on some of their guys on their roster. Like, okay, well, let's move on from you. And if you're moving on from him, it means your overall talent's becoming a little bit worse. Whereas the Texans are going to enter a phase next season where they got tons of money. They could enhance the overall roster rather quickly because they have a lot of money to spend. I'm team Texans on this there one. There because honestly, who's in charge in Indianapolis? Uh, probably Ballard. Chris Ballard. Is he? Because if he's the one that's making the decision to go Phillip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett, Matt Ryan, then like I, I'm Carson out, on, Wentz. out on that guy. Like If he's the one making those decisions that that was their best path I mean, forward, having you, five here, different quarterbacks me, in the last I, five can years. Can I counterpoint that real quick? Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, Jeff Driscoll. But the Texans weren't trying to win. The Colts thought the best way to win was to put Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan at quarterback, and they gave up a ton of draft capital for Carson Wentz. Davis Mills was there last night, by the way. Like, I met Davis Mills. Was oh, that really? really? I did. How yeah. long is He's the neck? I, I, it's, it's not as long in person. Okay. It's really not. A, uh, Cliff was there, too. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a couple of pretty good quarterbacks. No Cliff, was, Cliff was closing down the bar at the back. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust that if he's the guy making those decisions. Like, yeah, the DeForest Buckner trade looks great. I think, you know, giving up only a first for him. But whether it's him or Ursay who's calling the shots over the last five years, like, they've been trying to win and they've failed at it so dramatically. The Texans have not been trying to win. And it's been a disaster, we know. But the Colts have shown like they don't know how to put a winning football team I together. I think this is close, honestly. See, I like, think I, Ballard Casario, I think, is kind of a toss-up. I think most people would actually pick Ballard. I would pick Ballard. I think most people would pick Ballard like across the league. Now, ownership, like how much does ownership play? Because like I, I rather have Cool Cat McNair. And I, I, I mean too. this sincerely. I'm not joking around. I rather have Cal McNair than Jim Irsay because I think Cal McNair is going to at least get out of the way. Hire guy. That's exactly what I was going to say. Hire the great guys and, and then get the hell out of the way. Whereas Ursay is going to meddle and at the exact wrong times. I don't agree with Joe. I don't agree with you in the fact that I don't think Ursay had a lot to say in all these quarterbacks. I think it was desperation mode because the rest of the roster was so ready to, to kind of take the next step. And I think that there was just, like I said, a ton of a swing and misses and a, and a ton of costly ones when you start talking about salaries and what you gave up to get them yeah. in certain cases that I think that, that that's a tough Tough uh, obstacle to overcome. Yeah, would, I know Cal's not going to tweet anything that's going to get him canceled. Jim Irsay, like Cal McNair's not going to go into a potential head coaching hire's bathroom and lock himself there for three hours either. Yeah, he, like, he might be a doofus. He might stuff. be asking to play video games with the kid. Yep. He might ask if he can borrow your grill and cook you up a burger, but he's not going to go do some burger sugar in your bathroom for three hours. Yeah, like, and then pass Cal. out or whatever. <laughs> advantage Cal McNair. Yeah, it's like probably more like one. the handful of owners in the NFL you yeah. say advantage Cal. Absolutely. Sure, over Ursa. What's the counter? Like, because I, 
I, I agree with Blankers on the whole like recycled quarterback thing. Like the Colts were desperate to try to be a playoff team, so like they felt their best option was this, you know, quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, veteran quarterbacks. Like that has worked. Like Matthew Stafford won a quarterback. Tom Brady or won a Super Bowl rather. Tom Brady went to Tampa, won a Super Bowl. Everybody was excited about the Jets with Rodgers. So I don't know if I really knocked that decision. Like what is the what is the other option? Like what would you have done instead? Like just sell out, try to trade up for a rookie quarterback. Brissett wasn't going to get it done for you. No. Like, I mean, and if you look at the past quarterbacks, too, like last year, what do you want him to do? Trade up for Kenny Pickett? Like, trade up for Malik or draft Malik Willis the year before that? Like, I don't know if that was actually the – it didn't work. And, like, it looks kind of weird. Rivers and Wentz, whenever you're a team that's ready to contend right. for the playoffs. The only other option, really, is that you make an aggressive move to trade up for a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I give them credit for trying, but they just – they failed at it so poorly. Like, And, and really – their roster hasn't gotten, I feel like, much better over the last couple of years. It feels like for two or three years now we've been saying Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman have been the best players, skill players on that roster. They haven't really added to it in any way. And the offensive line that once we thought was all great, it's just really not. Like They, they missed their peak on their offensive line. They've strengthened their team. See, and that's why I think they want to trade Taylor, too, because you're playing, paying Buckner, too. So now you're paying Buckner and Nelson and Leonard. And you've got a lot of bigger salaries on the books, and you know Jonathan Taylor is going to try and break the bank, and at least he wants, you know, in that top echelon of running back category. And I don't think that they're interested in paying that because they think that if they trade Taylor, they could actually get some of those draft picks back or try to recoup some chance of being able to reload in the draft a little bit more. Yeah. Why are you guys chuckling? I just timed out you on Twitter or on Twitch rather seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. I'm at the HRD listener line seven one three. That's why you can't have seven eight zero three seven seven six. Did you watch the Thursday night football game yesterday? The Eagles and the Vikings. Her cousins look pretty good in a primetime game, a standalone game. How good are the Eagles? Super Bowl good, obviously, right? It's Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Oh, you need some gentle bend in your life, especially on a Friday, especially just ahead of the weekend. It's a great pleasure of mine to tell you all about the greatness that is Gentle Ben. For a variety of reasons, at the top of that list, I'm transparent with all of you guys. I tell it like it is, and Gentle Ben is the best. Whether it's the vodka, best in the state, the gin, best in the market, or the bourbon, the double platinum winner of the prestigious Ascot Awards. Gentle Ben uses their innovative, revolutionary technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits that you'll ever taste. Smooth, clean, eliminates the burn. Don't labor through your drink. Enjoy it. Savor it. You can do that with Gentle Ben. Head to GentleBen.com to learn the incredible story. And now you can order Gentle Ben online at GentleBen.com. They'll deliver it to your front door. Head over to GentleBen.com and try some of their stuff and have it delivered to your door as well. Looking for something to do? Head to the Gentle Ben tasting room. Stop by your favorite liquor store on the way home. Pick up some Gentle Ben as well. Total Wine, Specs, many other local retailers. And pick up your bo- uh, bottle today. Ask for it the next time you're at your favorite bar or restaurant. Ask for it when you go to the Astros game. Stop by the Gentle Ben bar and pick up some Gentle Ben on your way to your seats. Highest Craft softest sip. That's Gentle Ben. Not the uh, not the best injury report that just came out no. for the for the Houston Texans. There is a storm brewing over our city right now, at least over our radio station here near the Galleria area, which is great. We need the uh, the the rain. Black cloud hangs over the Texans this year, as we talk about often. And the injury report not 
fantastic. Uh, a few players that did not participate in practice today. Jalen Petrie has been ruled out. Jimmy Ward has been ruled out. Oh. Jimmy Ward still will not make his Houston Texan debut. Laramie Tunsil did not participate in practice today. He is questionable. Didn't participate Wednesday. Participated yesterday. Did not participate today. If Laramie Tunsil does not play for the Houston Texans on Sunday, my best guess, Blankers, is Josh Jones is your left tackle. Dieter's your left guard. Patterson's your center. Shaq Mason's your right guard and Fance your right tackle. Yeah. That's your offensive like that line, right? Like Maybe Fance at left tackle. Maybe they flip Jones to right tackle. That wouldn't make a lot of sense to me, but that's got to be the five. Yeah, it absolutely has to, but that has to make give you a whole reason to be concerned about this, this offensive line because of the fact that that's even worse. We didn't know that it could get much worse than it already had gotten with injuries, and now you're looking at it going, if you thought the offense was back a, bad a week ago, and you think that they're not going to stack the box and load up and say, now he's going to be running for his life, so let's just focus on stopping Damian Pierce and realize we can stop this offense pretty easily if that's what they're going to throw out there. Yeah, I went to uh, <laughs> I went to try to bet this game uh, during the break, and uh, Bet US has already taken it off the board. So I tried, I tried, and then the the biggest surprise on the injury report that just came out. Look, I, we usually don't do injury report radio; it's super boring. But C.J. Stroud was a limited participant at practice today with a right shoulder injury. I wish it was the left shoulder. A right shoulder injury. C.J. Stroud, limited participant. He is now questionable for Sunday's game. That's not good at all. <laughs> That's the last thing you need to hear. And again, if it, this would be one thing if you were kind of in the mentality of the first quarter of the season, I'm not rushing anybody back too soon. If they're you know guys that we truly are building our future around, we're not going to throw them out there unless they're really, you know, close to 100%. Stroud's not someone you even thought you were going to factor into that discussion, but you know that you're not going to throw out a a newly minted Howard uh, on the offensive line until he's fully ready to play, and that's smart. But you look at some Petries, a guy that you're counting on for the future, and that was a very strange and a very concerning injury just because it is his lungs. So you probably, you already kind of had the notion he wasn't going to play. But this is very, it's not concerning per se, it's just kind of bothersome that with everything else going on, now suddenly out of nowhere, your quarterback's on the injury report. Yeah, especially with the right shoulder. Like, that's the that's the other part. Like, questionable, whatever. If it was a left shoulder, whatever. But it's his throwing shoulder. Like, I don't like to see my quarterback, who I want to throw the football, have an injury to his throwing shoulder. Um, here's an interesting question. If C.J. Stroud's 75% Sunday, do you play him? I don't. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's I just, about like, the number I, I have. Just, we just what we were just talking about, and of, of, unfortunately, because that pick matters now, because trying to avoid having another embrace the suck season where you could benefit from getting the picks that go with it, you now have more of an urgency to win, as we've been talking about with that black cloud hovering. But I still know that this is the guy that's expected for the next seven years, maybe they're, they're going to be looking at this guy to be your leader, to be your offensive, you know. Uh, play caller, and and so hyper-important to your franchise, you can't take any chances because 75% and then he gets hit on it again or something happens to it again, and now you're talking about 55%, 60%, and it starts to get worse or it's something that's going to linger, 
you don't want that, and you can't have that with a guy that's so important to your franchise. I guess it would be helpful to like know the injury, like if it was a bruise versus, right. like, you know, it's hard to tell. Uh, but I, I'm about that number too. Like if he's not above seventy five percent, like I'm not risking that with a guy that's supposed to be my franchise quarterback. And I know games are significant this year. I still can't do it. Like In you have two? to protect oh, C.J. Stroud. You have to protect C.J. Stroud. Uh, so his status is up in the air. Laramie Tunsil's status is up in the air. That's the other thing is Laramie might not even play. So then throw a, a wounded C.J. Stroud behind a patchwork offensive line that's without its highest paid offensive lineman and its second most highest paid Jeremy, offensive lineman. Let's also not kid around about the fact that if Laramie Tunsil's only 75%, he won't play because he won't allow it. Yeah. It's a conversation that not many are ready to have. But it's true. <laughs> I think you're right. And they've already been around the block with it uh, enough, to, uh, with, with situations like that enough with him to know that he ain't playing if that's the situation, period, end yeah. of story. I don't detect a lie here. AR Platinum, uh, embrace, period, duh, period, suck, period, version 2.0. I, I hope not. I hope not. Uh, Eagles blankers are Super Bowl good. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I believe that. I believe he will. Almost won one last year. The targets that he has is they're unbelievable. Devontae Smith is a dude. A.J. Brown is a dude. Dallas Goddard's a top 10 tight end. Um, somehow, Swift found something where he had a really good game yeah. yesterday. I think it's because of their offensive line just nasty and then they have a defensive line they have a defensive defense but specifically the defensive line Jalen Carter is unbelievable might be the best defensive rookie and then Jordan Davis is just as good and then you have Darius Slay back there you have the the rest of the guys on the Eagles defense I I think the Eagles Fletcher Cox outside and yeah he's like he's coming in and like reserve duty Fletcher Cox like he's coming off the bench Fletcher Cox think he's fresh he can do some things when he comes in he sure is they are disgusting and honestly I'm watching the Eagles yesterday I'm looking at that roster. Actually, I watched them this morning. I'm watching that roster. I'm like, man, the Texans have a long way to go. If this is what you're competing against in the NFL, now, I do think the Eagles have the best roster in the NFL. Kansas City still might edge them at the end because of their quarterback. Maybe San Francisco can get to them because of Kyle Shanahan's brilliance. I think the Philadelphia Eagles have the best roster in the NFL. I don't think that there's any fighting that, in my opinion, because of the fact that I used to say it was Cleveland. But they had two deep at running back that were all pro caliber. They had two tight ends that were all pro caliber. They had an all-world defensive uh, edge rusher, and, and they had plenty of guys on their defense that were high picks that were capable of doing those same things. Their offensive line was fantastic. Their receivers were loaded. I think you look at it now and you go, that's what the Philadelphia Eagles are. They got a primetime young receiver. They've got an all-pro proven, and you're paying him like it, uh, other receiver. You've got a tight end that can catch just about anything you throw at him. you got a quarterback that can run and can pass and is athletic and strong and is smart and knows what he's doing with that offensive line you're talking about. And then on the flip side, when you look at the defense, they're all over the place. They're athletic when they need to be. They're dirty, nasty, in the trenches, move you, shove you, and step on you type guys in the front seven. And they're it's a great combination, and that's why they took a guy like Carter, because you've got a great mix of veterans that have been there, done that, and won't let a young guy get out of, out of place, and young guys that are bringing a lot more energy and a lot more athleticism to the mix to where it's the perfect storm if you're an Eagles fan to know this team is loaded for bear in a weaker than NFC and it's just them and the Niners in their opinion and their roster's better. Their roster's so good. It, it makes me a little depressed from like a Texans point of view. Uh, we've 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 had the Jalen Carter Will Anderson conversation. Like Texans were never picking Jalen Carter. Like whatever. I'm, I'm and I like Will Anderson, so I don't think I'm going to have this Will Anderson Jalen Carter you know de- decision each and every week because I I like Anderson and you were never picking Jalen Carter. You might should have drafted Jordan Davis though. 
He looked good. Like you, you know who traded up to get that pick? The Eagles. Yeah. You know who traded down? The Texans. Texas. You know who they traded down to get? Kenyon Green. You could have just sticked and picked and took Jordan Davis. He's pretty darn good. And he, yeah. you know, you put him in I a Texas there uniform. And I saw you tweet about this. And you put him in a Texans uniform. And you think of what could be now with him in the mix with all the young talent that you have, with the young talent you have in the in the back of the, the defense with Petrie, with the fact that you've got linebackers and edge rushers now that can be all over the football field, with the fact that what he could bring to what you already have on this roster and what D'Amico could do with it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, that was. I, I'm not going to get upset with Jalen Carter because I didn't want to touch Jalen Carter. Uh, the Jordan Davis I one. I thought about I'm, it. I did. You and I would go back and forth because I would consider it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you were more open to the idea than I was. The, the, the Jordan Davis thing, though, Man, we like Jordan Davis, too. Like, we like Jordan Davis before the draft when they traded down and ended up drafting Kenyon Green. That's one that I was kind of, man, I wish we would have had Jordan Davis when I was watching that game back today. Uh, we, we mentioned A.J. Brown. I like the combination of Brown and Devontae Smith because I think they're they're very unique in what they do. I think it's a good combination of, like, a diverse wide receiver tandem. That's one of the best wide receiver tandems in the NFL. One thing that I would be paying attention to, though, if I'm I'm the Eagles, if I'm Sirianni, if I'm upper management, if I'm the front office, I don't like A.J. Brown getting lippy with my franchise quarterback. If A.J. Brown continues to get lippy on this roster that's a Super Bowl roster, this is Jalen Hurts' team, not A.J. Brown's team. If A.J. Brown starts to get lippy and lippy each and every week, when the, they were cruising. Like, they were cruising. It was going into the fourth quarter. They're up two possessions. A.J. Brown gets upset because he's not getting the football in a two-possession game that you're winning. If that continues, I'm I'm getting rid of A.J. Brown. I'm sorry. Man, I don't know if you can. I would. I, I'm not I, I allowing A.J. Huge... Brown to bring my team down because he's not the best player on that team. He's not, He might not even be the best receiver on that team. I get it, but I also know that in order to get to where they need to go, one of the biggest advantages they have is they have two guys that you have to absolutely keep an eye on at all times and consider you know doubling and do what you need to do. And, and I don't think you can afford to lose that. What you get in return would be extremely important. He's got a big price tag, so that might be something that would be a hindrance. But I think he plays such a massive role for how far this team can go and, and what it means to your quarterback in the case of Hurts that I just I, I don't know that they can do that. It's funny. I, I watched a documentary last night on the 2001 Sixers and, and how Larry Brown and, and the general manager, Billy King, had to deal with Iverson and, and how many conversations and how many meetings and how many knockdown, dragout mm-hmm. cut sessions. But they did whatever they could because they knew how good he was. I think that's die. I think that's a dying breed situation in the league. So that's why I think it is on the table that the Eagles might be forced to have to consider something they didn't want to do. But I think he's so important. I don't know that they can afford uh, to do it. The difference between Iverson and AJ Brown is that AJ Brown is not the best player on this team. And well, Allen Hurts is supposed to be. He is. Jalen Hurts is. I'm not sure A.J. Brown's the best receiver that they have. Like, I like their combination that the two of them have. Because I think A.J. Brown, you know, bigger, more physical. Mm-hmm. Like, he can go deep. But he also can catch it over the middle. Devontae can take top off the defense like we saw last night. I like their diversity of skills between their top two. But I'm not sure that A.J.'s better than Devontae. A.J.'s most certainly not the best player on my football team. And if A.J. Brown is showing like he's he's starting to cause cracks in the foundation, I don't care how good you are, A.J. Brown. This is not your football team, and we can do this without you. Well, so A.J. Brown better, better pipe down, quite frankly. To your point, too, look at what happens when a guy like Antonio Brown decides to make the eye more than the team. Because, you know, Antonio Brown was a guy that did exactly this and did exactly what you're talking about. And the Steelers should have dumped out earlier, and they should have known because of the fact that they already had to deal with a Le'Veon Bell trying to do the same thing. 
But there's no I in team for a, a, a guy like Antonio Brown, but there was an M and an E. And when he made it about himself, it completely, from the inside out, dismantled a, a really good football team with the Steelers. And I think that, you're, to your point, that's why if you're the Eagles, you have to pay close attention to this. You've got to nip it in the bud now. There's got to mm-hmm. be a meeting that happens almost immediately today. Exactly. Like, I'm not one game, whatever. I'm not saying do this right now. But if this is still showing up in week seven and you're six and one, sorry, man. Sorry, not your football team. Seven one three. Dig, uh, Diggs did it last year with the Bills too, where he started to crap all over Josh Allen, well, I think right on be, the field I think and he all might over be the place. Right? No, I'm talking, not not this year. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying Diggs might be right. Last year, when he was complaining when they were struggling, that he needed to get the ball more. He doesn't trust. He doesn't trust Allen, which I don't. I don't know if I blame him for not trusting Allen. Contract coming up too. He wants to get paid. He definitely does. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. People are telling me that Jalen and AJ are best friends off the field. They are good. Okay, they better stay best friends because if AJ Brown's still doing that stuff in Week Seven when they're up fourteen points and he's demanding the ball when he's the most highly targeted wide receiver on the Philadelphia Eagles. That's an issue. I'm just saying, put the team before you. You're the most targeted wide receiver. You're up 14 points and you're crying on the sidelines. Like, that's not a good look. 713-780-ESPN. All right, Killer Bees are going to make you some money when we come back. Last week, we had three winners. We had three winners. Killer Bees going to hand out some money with BZ Money. ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Hey, guys, weekend coming up. You know, there's plenty of college and pro football. We just started talking about more of it including not just your home team, but all the teams. And it's time for you to cash in. If you believe that you know something or you feel a certain way about teams this weekend, you can actually bet on it and see if you can cash in on it at mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag offers just about every sporting event out there with a chance to bet on it. From doing the spreads to the prop bets in between and everything that you look at when you're looking to place some money down, they've got it for you in one location. And because they take care of their customers, they got a lot more than that, too. Because if you've never been to mybookie.ag before, when you sign up for the first time and use the promo code BET975, if you put in a minimum of $50, you could get up to $200 extra in your account. More money in your account, more games to bet on, and more chances to win. And when you cash in or you win, they're going to pay out, too. That, that bonus money, you bet it only one more time, and if you win, you can cash out, and you can put it in your pocket. The same thing for people that already have known and been with me, t- taking on mybookie.ag as their, their number one source to go to when they want to put money down. If you want to reload your account and put more money in, use that same promo code, bet975, same deal works for you. A minimum of 50 bucks in, more money comes with it, more chances to cash in. It's absolutely fantastic. And when the games are done and the night is in, is in its wee hours and you don't think there's anything else to do and you want to do something, live dealers standing by, casino games to cash in on as well, they take care of you. Always remember that promo code, bet975, and remember what I always tell you, bet anything, anytime, anywhere, with the only place I tell you to do it, mybookie.ag. Last week, we handed out a bunch of winners. We handed out winner after winner after winner. We won three of our six games. We were three for three, and we lost $15. We're off to a decent start. (laughs) Handing out winners. You just got to pick the right ones after we hand them to you. We're handing you winners. You got to pick the right ones. I got both mine right. Did you? I don't think I did well. Uh, Mine was the big money game, and we lost. That's the only reason I would say we didn't do well. I think Actually, I might have been one and one. No, no, no. I was definitely 0-2. <laughs> I was definitely 0-2. I lost $75 for us. So you guys were great. I, on the other hand, was not as great. All right, Blakers, lead us off. What game are you riding with this week? Well, first one for me is Miami going into New England. New England's getting three. Two was on absolute fire last week. Hot. And, I, I, I mean, look, 
I know that New England had a chance to win that game late against the Eagles, but the biggest thing was that their defense wasn't what I would expect out of a, a out of a Bill Belichick defense to be. And I think that I believe that I saw that Tua is six and zero all time against the Patriots, which I, I really like. Does he already have? He has that many. I can't imagine he has that many games against the Patriots. Two or Tua? Yeah, they play okay. in the same division. Yeah, but he always gets hurt. They play twice a year. No, does he play? I mean, he always gets hurt. And the Patriots are one six against the spread in, in their last six games as an underdog. Did they not cover last week against Philly? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, it's one of because the, the Patriots had a chance to win late. I think it was a nine point spread and it was a five point game. Right, but the Patriots were dogs last week to the Eagles. They had to be. There they were. Okay, they yeah, were a dog last week. It's one of the games we picked. We had the Eagles minus four, and the Eagles won by five. five? So yeah. I guess okay. All right, all right. I I just think Miami's good on both sides of the football, and I think that they're loaded up. And with Tua playing the way he's playing, I don't care what New England throws at them. And I don't know, you know, I know what Mac Jones did last week, but I, I firmly believe that the the Dolphins are going to two and zero. It's a divisional game; it means more. They have more talent. I like I, I like the the Dolphins to go into Foxborough and get a win by more than three. This was a game I stayed away from. Uh, I didn't play it at all. Uh, I don't like. One, I don't like betting road favorites. It's kind of a makes me feel gross and icky, especially against Belichick. I don't love it, so I'm not. I don't. I don't really want to play it. Two has never lost to the Patriots. Yeah, that's okay. All right. So I'm just saying. I know. Yeah. I don't know if it was if it's six and zero or not, but he's never lost. You're kind of you're kind of talking me into it a little bit. I, I can I can go with a small wager here, but I definitely don't want to bet a big one. How are you feeling about it, Joe? I like this game. I like the Dolphins minus three. Okay. Uh, it was one of the games right. I was going to highlight before Joel beat me to it. Well, um, snoozers, losers. That's all right. I'll go. Random's the numbers guy. Pats plays zone defense seventy eight percent of the time. Tua has the first. Ranks first in yards per attempt and tied for third in passing TDs against his own. Okay, let's do it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm let's good do with it. This I don't want to bet big though. I don't want to bet big. So now, I'm out, but I'm also outvoted here, so y'all can y'all can say screw you, Brian. We're going to outvote you. Joe. It's your bet. 20. 25. 25. Yeah, let's go 25. Let's do that. <laughs> I think we should do 25 minimum. What is our minimum? 20 or 25? Let's go 25. I mean, we can do whatever we want. It's, right. It's but now normally our we're money pretty consistent. Usually look. it's about 25. Let's go 25. Sorry, Miami. 25 bucks. To cover the three point spread on the road against New England. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't, stay away from it. I don't hate it, though. All right. The first one I'm going to try to sell to you guys is Green Bay at Atlanta. Atlanta's getting a point. They are a home dog. I like to attack home dogs. I think Atlanta's a little underrated. Atlanta's not a bad football team. Now, they don't have a great quarterback, but they have some skill. Uh, Bijan Robinson looked really good last week. Tyler Algier still looked really good last week. They have talent all around Desmond Ritter. And I think that they have a really underrated defense. This is the first time that Jordan Love this season is going to go on the road to start a football game. I think we're kind of propping up Green Bay a little bit for beating a very lousy team. Maybe the worst team in the NFL last week. And I think Atlanta's a little bit underrated. I think they're a 500 team. I think these are two 500 teams, quite honestly. I think these teams are going to be somewhere between seven and nine wins. Both Bite of your them. tongue, Jeremy. I think they're Green on the Bay's same tier. Maybe win four or five. And the home team's getting a point here. I'm on Atlanta, guys. I am too. I totally am. <laughs> I don't believe. I, I told you guys this. 
I know that the Shanahan, more Shanahan-laden offense was what Jordan Love capitalized on, as well as the team that they were playing. I'll let the guy that's behind the glass talk about that more. But I, I don't believe in Green Bay, especially because Watson's questionable, Dobbs is questionable. Aaron Jones was a huge reason why they beat the Bears. And that hamstring, I don't think you come back from quickly. So I believe at home, Atlanta, if it's only a point. They're getting a point. If they're getting a point at home, they, then I, I understand Atlanta. I, I don't. I don't think. It, I don't feel like massively sh- money a, 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 on this one. But I think Atlanta's going to win. This I don't feel that way about any games this week. Honestly, yeah, I don't either. There, I don't there, really yeah, like there's the a board. lot like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm out on this one. I would have had Green Bay. So you guys right, decide so the money now. That Joe, should we fade Joe here and make it a bigger bet? Nope, I don't, I don't like it at all. all. Right, I don't fine. like rooting that hard against I, Joe. I, I, I don't, Joe plays a large wager against the team. Yeah. For. I don't, yeah, don't want to do that, that to Blankers. I don't want to do that to Blankers. We'll go 25 on Atlanta, okay. getting one at home against Green Bay. Joe George. Yep, uh, the Rams are going to be without Cooper Cup. They're going to be without their new guy, uh, Puka Nakua. I think that's how you said. Probably no, not. no, no, no. They're not going to be without him. Oh no, he, they said he is going to play. They said he's, supposed, he's. They expect him to play. Well, I think the Rams are frauds after last week. I don't buy it. I think it's more relative to what the Seahawks are. So I'm taking San Francisco minus eight. I think they're going to cover this one. I think they're going to smoke them. Another road favorite by almost ten points too. I know. Another road favorite that's giving eight on the road. Now it's not a, like a long plane trip here. I mean, San Fran to L.A. Yeah. I, I have the I had the 49ers winning this game by ten. I didn't bet it because I don't like betting road favorites, but uh, I'm okay with this. Eight? You think they'll cover? I had them. I had them winning by ten. I, I, I didn't. I stayed away from it because I think I think the Rams. Stafford hasn't been bad, and I think the Rams can cover eight at home. So I don't really like it all that much. But you guys can work. I'll let you guys work this one out. Let's go $24 on this game. 24 Yeah, just try to diminish Joe a little bit. <laughs> All right. So San Francisco's giving up seven point eight points. Eight points. Eight. And we're going to go... No, let's go 25 Can I ask a clarification easy. question? Yes. Yeah. Are we taking Colts, Texans off the board? Uh, Might as well, since okay. my uh, BetUS has it off the board. Right. I didn't have it on my game anyways. I All right, Packers, what's your second? Well, look, to me, the Chargers... As much as they lost the football game, they looked really good passing the football. And I like the Chargers at Tennessee. Tennessee's a, another home dog. Uh, they're getting three. But I really love the fact that with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Herbert and the fact that I don't really respect the the secondary all that much of Tennessee, I like the fact that the Chargers are going to rebound quickly and they're going to come back. And I think that they're going to punish the, the Titans' defense. And so... I'm. I really like the Chargers to beat uh, Tennessee in Tennessee. Y'all are killing me with these road favorites. Y'all, are, y'all. Are kill- I'm dying a little bit inside every Sorry. single time. But I had the Chargers winning this game by seven points too. So it's I'm so. not going to fight back on. I'm this with one. this one. Now, it's like they're coming from L.A. It's cross country flight. We know how that goes in the NFL. Like Tennessee's still going to give you a valiant effort. Like I don't. Like, can we go minimum here? Can I at least talk you on to minimum? Titan, I'm fine. Titan, minimum. Titan, All right. Titan secondary last year gave up 275 yards a game. In week one, it looked like uh, Derek Carr could throw against them pretty well too. Yeah, he's. I'm not, I'm not opposed to this, but can I? Can I? Can if you guys want to go light? That's fine. Go light bucks. I mean, I'm a little scared of uh, giving up. Scared? Three. I'm scared of, of road Tennessee? favorites. I'm scared of road favorites. Okay. I'm not scared of Tennessee. I'm scared of road favorites. All right, here's my, mine real quick. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I'm putting. I'm saying all this stuff about uh, road favorites, and I want to bet Cleveland. Cleveland's way better than the Steelers. Cleveland's a way better football team than the Steelers. I haven't won in this game by eight. They're giving up two and a half points. Ride with the Browns with me. I don't think anybody wants to ride with the Browns. Because ride they, with the they, Browns with me. Great the guy, defense. The guy Nick at Chubb. quarterback. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Chubb, Chubb could play. Chubb's a good one. Um, Pittsburgh at home, man. That's tough because they're they stink. The, the home they're field and their defense. Johnson. 
Their, their defense, defense is brutal. I don't think it's brutal. I think they had a bad week, but I don't think it's brutal. Um, kind of, I'm kind of indifferent on this one. But how, how strongly do you feel about Cleveland? Twenty five bucks. That's not that bad. What I'm a stay away, so we can go twenty five. Yeah, I'm a stay away as well. So oh, so then no, well, so, no, okay. This no, one, I'm no saying bad. I could go either way. If you could go either way as well, then if you're, I'm, I'm out on this one. I don't trust Sean. I don't They're not going to put it in his hands. TJ Watt's going to get to it. I think TJ right, Watt, the defense, it. can stop. Can All right, my I got outvoted. I got outvoted. Uh, I talked so much trash about Russell Wilson, but I'm going to take Russell Wilson minus three and a half versus Washington football team. I think Washington stinks. I don't like this one. I have I have Denver winning this game this by three, three points. I this can is see a it. Yeah, if this was three, I'd be more open to it. I'm a little leery of three and a half, even though it is Denver at home. You believe in Russell Wilson? It's one thing Enough to beat Washington. Washington's got good defense. Chase Young's going to play. Coming back. Sam Howell. Let's outvote him. Let's outvote him. Let's outvote him. I think I got outvoted. We'll go four games. Miami minus three for 25. Atlanta plus 125. San Fran minus eight, 25. Chargers plus 325. Let's let let that be our docket. Let's let that be our ticket this week. Works for me. All right. There we go. Killer Beast handed out winners. We're taking taking Denver? No, we're not doing Denver. We're not doing doing Cleveland. We're not doing it. Y'all vetoed my Cleveland. We vetoed his Denver. All right. right. 713-780 ESPN. Killer Beast handing out money. Astros, did you see this number? Astros are 26-12 and when Yiner Diaz starts as the catcher. It's my favorite stat this year. Does it mean anything? Also, who's been the Astros' best rookie so far this year? Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.